Get Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an Elegant Weapon episode 327. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. This week's episode is brought to you by SourcePoint Press. SourcePointPress.com. Check them out for the finest independent comic books in the land. I will, in fact, be representing SourcePoint Press with my good friend, writer Devin Wong, at this year's Toronto Fan Days Holiday Show, December 8th, 11 to 5, at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre in beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You should all come on down. I'm going to have copies of The Rejected. I'm going to have copies of Ogre Number 2. And I'm also going to have copies, first print run copies, of Ogre Issue 1. So if you didn't get a chance to grab those, these are the last in existence. So come on down. Source Point Press. SourcePointPress.com. This week we continue our New York Comic Con adventure. 2018 kids. Lots of super cool conversations coming your way. Uh, to start things off, speaking of Source Point Press, Mr. Garrett Gunn of Franklin and Ghost. It's about time we had Garrett on the show, a little bit overdue, but we finally made it concrete and made him an official SPP member by finally appearing on An Elegant Weapon, because that's the way I like to look at things. Following that, the single shortest interview in the history, the eight-year history of An Elegant Weapon, our shortest interview ever, with Mr. Ben Goldsmith of The Seance Room. You're going to really enjoy that. It's a pretty in-depth interview. After that, we have a chat with Mr. Victor Detroit of Man vs. Rock. These guys are fantastic. Victor and Kevin, I believe. Uh, I chatted with Victor, but this book is very, very cool. I brought it home. I read it. I loved it. But beyond that, these guys got a very big, cool thing going on. They're hilarious dudes, as you'll hear in the interview. Also, make sure you check out manversusrock.com. They have an awesome website with lots of cool stuff on it. So we have a chat with them. Following that, a chat with the lovely Miss Julia Ahern of Greenbrier Games. She is behind helping to bring Dirk Manning's A Nightmare World to life. Nightmare World, the game, it's kind of kind of crazy. So we talk all about that. There was a Kickstarter. I'm sorry. This show wasn't timely enough. I didn't get out in time. I believe the Kickstarter is over, but you don't have to worry because, of course, it kicked ass and funded uh, overly. Uh, so that's very exciting. Congratulations. But at least you get to hear all about the conception of the game, where the game's going to go, what the game's going to be about. Uh, from Miss Ahan, following that. As he does every year, helping me to close out New York Comic Con 2018, Mr. Dirk Manning, right at the end of the show. I always catch him when he's when he's growly, and uh, it's good times. So again, of course, our very good friend, our brethren, Mr. Dirk Manning, helps close out the show. So those are our conversations. Kids, Garrett Gunn, Ben Goldsmith. Victor Detroit, Julia Hearn, and the man himself, the Dirkalicious One, Dirk Manning. One little tiny more bit to bring you from New York Comic Con. Next episode, kids, we bring you the Zub. 
That's right. Finally, on an elegant weapon, a conversation with Mr. Jim Zub. Him and I both Toronto, uh, Torontonians, and I had to go all the way to New York to get a chat with him. But it was a very cool circumstance, and we talked about some very cool stuff. So that's coming next episode. But as for now, New York Comic Con, enjoy all this fine, independent creator awesomeness. Please enjoy. Congratulations, Garrett Gunn. Last night, as you stated, you were officially accepted into the I family was. with your very own J.P. Fosgood sketch. How yes. does it feel? Oh, my God. I just want to, like, you know, thank Jay and, and, and my wife and kids for, you know, being so supportive of me and, and allowing me to be in this business long enough for Jay to take the time out of his busy schedule to draw me. And it just feels so good, man. It's just, I'm really happy. Now, here's the true test. Okay. The true test of manhood. Don't start it. Your first appearance on an Elegant Weapon podcast. Welcome to the right. show, Garrett. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I'm so happy to be here. So how's it been becoming part of the Source Boy and Press family through the comics experience? It's been great, man. Yeah. I, I love every single person. Well, maybe not Ben, but <laughs> I like 99% of the people at this publisher. Uh, no, it's it's been amazing. I, I've been through a lot of small press publishers in like the five years I've been making comics. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And of the like four or five I've been published by, I've, I've never once encountered, uh, you know, a more authentic and like caring group of people. It's so. real. It's real shit It is. Here. It, it really is. is. Like nobody fucks with you. I especially like Travis. I'll be like, hey, I want to do this thing. And he's like, that's a dumb fucking idea. <laughs> that's... And I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> yes. Let me rework it and I'll be back. He probably gives out about 50 that's a dumb ideas to like one that's a good idea. A yes. Day. Yeah. So it's pretty much, you know. I know. You almost feel like, you almost feel like it's fake when he does. Like when oh, I'm like, no. he'll be like, oh, this is a good idea. And I'm like, this is a trap. <laughs> I've, I don't know what happened. I think I everything's going to die or something. Right, yeah. right. So what led you to the comics experience? Uh, I didn't go to comics experience. Oh, I thought that's where you came no, up and threw it. No, no, this. no, no. Oh, my goodness. No, I thought all you no, young punks no. were all showing up because no, of comics. No, I just, like, experience. skipped the ladder. I was ah. just like, so I just made friends with Bob. Okay, okay, well, tell me the story then. Start from the beginning. Okay, so when I was starting out in comics... I used to be so I used to be a data analyst for the army. Army. A what? A what? A data analyst. Oh, a data analyst. So okay. when I started to get into comics, I like overthought everything, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna like research everything about indie comics, and like know what I'm talking about. And I kept seeing this stupid fucking book, Salvagers, everywhere, <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? Like, what? Like, I, every group I go into, every thing that I find, Salvagers yeah. is there, and I'm like, right. I gotta figure out what the fuck this is. So I messaged Bob and I like asked him for like some pointers and like starting out and doing different stuff. And then I went off and I put out a couple books and then Bob and I kind of became friends online. Okay. And then I, I had like some new book ideas and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm looking for somebody to publish this, whatever. And he introduced me to Travis. Okay. And Travis had a phone call with me and he was just like, he went back to Bob and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he's like, who is this? And... It was the book that in I your, did. In, in your defense, he says that about anybody he True. doesn't know yet. But I was, it was the book for Bill, that I did for Billy. And Box Masters. Yeah, the Box yeah. Masters for yeah. Billy Bob Thornton yeah. and his band. Um, and so, like, I feel like that kind of was, like, the tipping point. Like, I had a product and I had a, you know, a name attached to it. Oh, see? So he's it was already, like, Ben, you just got to get right? in the he's way just of everything. pushing everybody out of the everything. way. Everything. Got to sell um, stuff. Right? Jesus. So, All right. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I feel like that, like, the fact that I had him attached to that was, like, a tipping point. So, it got me in the door and I got, like, 
them to give me a shot. Right. And then once I got in, I was like, ha I'm never leaving. <laughs> like, here's all my shitty ideas. Right, right. No, yeah. well, you slid right in, man. Yeah. You're a perfect fit for everything. Yeah. So it's been a pleasure to have you around. Absolutely, and, and man. Get to Likewise. Know you. How did the Box Masters come to be? Uh, Billy and I have a mutual friend, Mark Woodcock, who's a sound engineer. He does like um, he does the sound production for like Rob Zombie and Corn, okay, and a, a ton of people. Um, and he knew Billy, and I had written the book. Uh, I'd written a book called Hardcore Mega Metal, which was going to be like I want to do like a multi-medium book, kind of like the old Power Records comics, where it was like a comic, and there like, you got a 45 to play like while you read it, and it was like here comes Captain America, oh, awesome. save the day, along, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then I, I, I realized how dumb of an idea it was because I couldn't afford to hire a fake band and make <laughs> fake music and like do all these things, and so Mark was like, just make it for a band that already exists. So like I did, and he was like, Billy would really dig this, so I pitched it to Billy, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pitch something to Billy Bob Thornton. Yep. Uh huh. Like how do you even go about doing that? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so, like, he set up, like, a phone call with, with Billy, and I, and I was just like, here's this idea I have. I hope you like it. And he was just like, I dig it. Let's do it. Like, it wasn't even, a, like, an email you got on the no. phone he, with No, he Billy was Bob? like, he said, he said, Billy's going to call you. It'll be from a block number at 9 o'clock tonight. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I just sat on my bed looking at my phone like, oh, oh Jesus. Dude, don't you hate that? You know how many interviews <laughs> I've done with, like, people that I'm so nervous yeah. to talk to? And I sit in front of my oh, laptop yeah. with Skype on. Right, and I'm like, oh, God, should yeah. I pee? Ten minutes I'm like, I feel like I need to, like, go pee now. <laughs> like, whatever. Legs are shaking. It was and crazy. And what's funny is, like, he called me. And it's, like, funny. Every time I talk to him, like, even since then, he introduces himself on the phone. He goes, hey, this is Billy Bob Thornton. And I'm like, I know who you are. You have like the most distinct voice of anybody I've ever met. Right. Um, but he was just like, hey, you know, what up? And, and wanted to know the story idea and whatever. And I pitched it to him and he loved it. And he's like, let's make it. And I was like, well, that didn't take a lot of convincing. Like, yeah. I feel like this is fake or yeah. something. Well, he's Again, it's a trap. position, though. He just probably no. makes it all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Right? So, like, he's a creative dude. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was basically it, and then we just we made the book. We debuted it at Los Angeles Comic Con last year, where Billy and the rest of the band and I all did a signing. Right. There was like 175 people in line to That's like buy awesome. the book. Yeah. It was unreal. Right. Um, and and so yeah, it's just it, and ever since then it's just been like he wants to do a sequel and like he does want to keep it. Yeah, going? and he wants to like keep it going. That's and, awesome. Man. And I like pitched him before. I was like, yeah. oh, we should make this like an animated like web series maybe or something. Right. But, I love the fact it's the Source Point style, yeah. which I greatly respect to have a book. With a name like Billy Bob Thornton on it, yeah, and not abuse that. Like it's yeah. just another comic. Well, you know, and like, yeah, you'll mention it, of course. It's a selling yeah, it's point. it's a selling point. But yeah. there's no giant signs of Billy Bob in the booth. No, yeah, you and know? it was yeah. something we yeah. really wanted. Like, you know, Billy and the rest of the band when we like discussed the book, they wanted it to really be like an independent thing that just kind of like stood right. on its own right. and didn't need to be tied to any sort of you know movie stuff that Billy's done or, exactly. or anything really. They just wanted it to be a story. And people to like it and yeah. whatever, and, and that's and, gonna make them. And if, it, and if, the and if saying that Billy's in it gets people to the table, sure, great. And right. then you sell them on the story, right, so, right, right. Yeah. And they must appreciate the fact that you haven't abused it; that you've stuck to kind of your. I try, yeah, like that's and, yeah, and, and I always worry about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm always like, oh, is it okay if I, you know, say this or do this or you know, when I post something, yeah, and I tag the band and whatever and post pictures. They're always really cool about it. They're awesome dudes. Right. So. Well, I, I know from experience just watching your shit that you have never abused it or taken yeah. advantage of yeah. it or just tried to ride the coattails yeah. of that, which is awesome in your case, too, because you have the confidence that you can keep going on your own and do other shit. Yeah. You know, so Absolutely. talk about your other shit. Uh, so the other book I do with Source Point is Franklin and Ghosts. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically, I, I used to have this like big long pitch and like I, I got tired of saying it a bunch of times. So then sure. I used to, so then I started just saying it was like aliens, spaceships, and general fuckery. There you go. And and then, and then somebody <laughs> brilliantly told me that it was like, it's like Ferris Bueller in space. 
That's great. That's and it's totally, like literally yeah. they just want to have yeah. a good time. Yeah. They steal a spaceship. Yeah. They come to this boring mining planet and they're just like, we want to have like a good time before we like do all this fucking work. Right, right. So they steal a spaceship and neither of them can fly, so they crash immediately. Yeah. And they wind up in the woods taking over the body of this fox and this skull. And these, these <laughs> crazy hillbillies are like trying yeah. to kill this fox. And they end up like great just desecrating fun. a ton yeah. of like backwoods hillbillies in like Hillsboro, North Carolina. <laughs> so it's just really like it's a book I just really wanted to make to like not care. And well, that's just one do area whatever. that Source Point was a little bit lacking in. Like yeah. I don't want to say lacking because the whole point of Source Points in the beginning was this was a horror outfit. Yeah, it was a horror thriller yeah. outfit. Uh, he didn't even do sci-fi yeah. for years. Finally, you know, Salvagers comes in, and now they're opening up, where they almost got a little yeah. bit for everybody. So yeah. it's nice to have your awesome lighthearted kind of take on things. Yeah, and I always like bringing like new weird things to Travis and trying to like <laughs> convince him. Like, I'm like, it's totally cool. It's fine. Like, all the furries love it. Like, it's totally if cool. If you convince him there's someone who's going to buy it, yeah, then he'll exactly. be interested, that, right? that's, Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So far, it's been pretty easy. So. Oh, it's fantastic yeah. fun. Now, touch on your connection okay. to our very good friend and hometown fellow, Mr. A.J. Han. Oh, my God. So, I... I Hey, Shay is just, he's another, I always, I never know whether to call him like Shay, Shay. or Andrew or whatever, right? It's, so Shay, yeah, so I just like start saying Shay. Yeah. So, so I met him through Facebook. Um, I was just a fan of his art. I loved that, you know, he was doing like these, it, his stuff was very different and it was very yeah. like, oh, yeah. like it, you just, like it's, you know, it may not be as like refined as like some comic art or whatever, oh, but like no, that's no. what I liked about it. Yeah. And it was just like this, like. He was making comics, and he didn't give a shit about like nope. like who was buying them or who yeah. was making them or whatever. He, was he came on the scene stories. out of nowhere in yeah. Toronto too. He just showed and up one day and was like, "I got yeah. comics." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and and he's always doing like he's always like pushing the limit of like just like 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 I said, I do Franklin a Ghost to be outlandish and stupid. Right. And I'm like, and then I like turn around and like Shay's doing like giant size Dracula, and I'm like, yeah. oh fuck, goddamn it! <laughs> now I have to like step the, and I got to step my game up right. to try to like get to these awesome gladiosaurs and right, like stuff right. like that. So I, I just really met him through Facebook and, and I connected with him and then like I told him I was a fan of his art. I bought some stuff from him, like little things here and there. Um, and then he ended up doing like some pinups for me, like for Franklin and Ghost and like some other stuff. Um, but he's just a, he's a phenomenal artist. I, I yeah. yeah, I love his stuff. He uh, he worships at the feet of the crown of King Kirby, and and that's that's his thing. Monsters, yeah. Kirby, big crazy outlandish, oh, yeah. the new gods type stuff. And oh yeah, well he's definitely yeah, on yeah. track he for that, like with giant size Dracula. Which yeah. is why I think I could talk about this. Oh, if God. I can't, I don't care. Whatever, it's what I do. Gives a shit. But. Uh, Mr. A. Shahan will be joining the Source Point Press family, taking over the art duties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! On Monstrous, yes, with Mr. Greg Wright. I, I kind of saw like a little bit of it, and I wasn't sure if it was like a, like official. I like I saw him drawing some Monstrous stuff, and I was yeah. like, I was like, I think what is he yeah. doing? And so I like I talked to them, and like I'm I'm stoked for that. Oh yeah, I, yeah. he's such a good fit for yeah, that book. It's perfect. I, yeah, well, he was a huge so fan good. of that book before any of yeah. this went down. Yeah. And then you know Greg came out to Toronto. Yeah. For either Toronto Comic Con or Fan Expo, I think it might have been Toronto Comic Con. Yeah. But then they actually got to meet and hang out. Yeah. And boom, there you yeah. Here comes. Well, I've never met him. I you know I've only talked to him through Facebook and right. stuff like that. But he seems like a really easy dude to work with. He's, uh, he's he, fucking Canadian. Like, well, yeah. Like, he, you guys he, are all <laughs> just like the coolest. Like, oh, chill, no man. big deal. We're chill. We're chill. But he's uh, he came onto the scene out of nowhere yeah. and was then nominated for Joe Schuster Award, yeah. which is our, uh, yeah. our what should we call it? Who's Joe Schuster? Joe Schuster is co-creator <laughs> of a you. little character. Little guy named Superman. Super. Or... Uh, 
Yeah, what are they, the, 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 the Eisners out here? Sorry, yeah. totally just had a brain fart there, kids. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Joe Schuster Awards are Canada's Eisners. Yeah. And Shea was nominated last year. I think he might have been nominated this year, too. But uh, he was nominated last year for yeah. uh, the Gene Day Award, yeah. which is the award for independent spirit publishing. It's amazing. And it's the fact that he had like he came out of nowhere yeah. and already had like four books on his table. Yeah. That were just and people there. Are like who are you? Go like, homeless G man. Yeah. And, you know, uh, shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm really looking forward. I hope he gets his shit together and makes a man called Enemy. Yeah. I think there's really too cool. much in the way right now. I, I know. Think, other than giant. But he posts these teas. He posts these teasers and stuff. And I'm like, this yeah. needs to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the stuff he comes up with, I, I wish know. would exist, but no, but no mere human can accomplish right. all that right? task. You know, <laughs> unacceptable. I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Super yeah. Canadians. It's exciting. So you're out in California. I am. You're yeah. Down the California wing. I was the getting ready. Spread. Yeah. I was getting ready to move to Oregon, and then I. I we decided to put it off for a little bit while my wife goes and gets her master's degree. But oh, yeah, right so on. we're doing master's in what? Uh, sociology. Ooh, yeah. she's gonna have you wrapped, man. She, yes, yeah, so she already does. Make, right? She's gonna be like, oh, you know why you did that, right? She reads you, a book. She reads like books I write, and she's like, she's like, so I'm getting a little oh, bit of a no. complex or whatever, and I'm like, oh god damn it. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but it's great. I, I love it. She's gonna she's gonna uh, be a veterans rights advocate. So oh, she's gonna wow, like go amazing. try to like lobby for veterans' rights and stuff. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's so awesome. Pretty sweet. All right, well, tell all the people where they can find you online and all your handles so they can check out so your shit. So all my stuff's the same. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is all at some writer guy. Because if you can't remember who wrote this shit, it's some writer guy. Right. Uh, and then I mean, most of my stuff's for sale on sourcepointpress.com. That's there where you go. get all the best things. Beautiful, Garrett Gunn. Congratulations yes, on all your success. Thank you so much, buddy. And welcome to the team, my Hell friend. Hell yeah! All right, take it easy. All right, dude. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here at New York City Comic Con 2018. I'm here with Ben Goldsmith. Ben Goldsmith, what is the name of your comic book? Seance Room. Thank you very much, Ben Goldsmith. Everybody check out the Seance Room. I am here with Victor of Man vs. Rock. Victor, tell me about your comic book. All right, I shall. So Man vs. Rock is about an insane geologist who thinks rocks are going to rise up and kill us all. Why? From the dawn of humanity, we've used and abused rocks for our own selfish ends. No wonder they want to get their revenge. Did we crucify Jesus? No, we crucified a rock instead. When they landed on Plymouth Rock, did they kiss it tenderly? No, they pissed all over that honky bastard. <laughs> and when they're waterboarding people in Gitmo, who is the first in line? The rocks! <laughs> now it's only a matter of time, and one man has the stones to stop them. Professor of Geology, Buck Stone. <laughs> That's fantastic, guys. Uh, Victor, where are you from? I'm from everywhere where children can laugh, but also known as the state of Maine. The state of Maine. Maine yeah. is a beautiful place, man. Yeah. I'm from Canada, oh, so nice. I, I know what the nature means. Yes, you know we, I mean? uh, we love to make love to nature. Huh? <laughs> Am I right? Yes, Those no. trees are mighty sexy. Anyone who can make love standing up in a canoe, they're an all right guy with me. <laughs> yeah, right? so. I know, I know. <laughs> so tell me how Man vs. Rock came about, man. Well, we, uh, you know, we're sitting around, we're like, how can we make billions of dollars invest in the <laughs> stock market, get into real estate? Forget all that. Let's get into independent comic books. That's where the real cash is at. Uh, we just had a lot of creative stuff pent up in us, you know, and we needed to burst it out somehow. So cool. Are you guys just old friends? Or yeah, we're buddies, and you know, he sorry, had, what's your partner's name? Oh, uh, this is Kevin over there. Kevin, Kevin that's Beaver. Right. Kevin Beaver. Yeah, he's related to Justin Timberlake. 
And, oh, uh, right on. Not really, but. Good to know. <laughs> I, hey, whatever. Who knows? Whatever yeah. works, man. Just say Whatever things. sells books, yeah. right? Just right. say stuff. Just say yeah. things. See you long time friends? Like, We're buddies, yeah. We've been buddies for a long ass time. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We just, we write really well together. Right we have on. a lot of fun doing it. So. so is your real world activities all day? Are you guys like writers and creators? Or is uh, this no, like a side project? We, 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 got, we got day gigs. Right, you know, right, to, right. To, fund, to fund the passion, you know? Yeah, like, yeah right, for right, sure. Right, right, right. But yeah, no, we love this. I mean, coming to conventions, it's like our uh, our playground where we get to let loose. You guys get around a lot, or yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, is we were doing like you know 12 cons a year or something, which is that's a good run. That's a good run. That's a good run. Man. And then yeah. uh, recently we've toned it down a little because we both just had kids. But oh, well, yeah. congratulations! Yeah, thank that's you, thank awesome. you. That's but awesome. We're yeah. keeping it strong. We're keeping at least going a few at least a year. So well, that's good. Much uh, to our wife's chagrin. But. Yeah, yeah. You ever come up to Canada? Uh, I don't know. I mean, do they speak English up there? Uh, Are we- <laughs> some, some. I mean, it's pretty much all Inuit. You're going to have yeah. to learn that language to yeah. kind of get across. But, uh, you know, if you can stomach uh, Rob Lubber, you should be fine. Okay, you know, you I'm should down. Be okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, but, no, being in Maine, you guys should really pop up. And, yeah, you, you know, guys got some good cons up there. Fan Expo Canada, third biggest con in North America. Oh, just Mr. happened two weeks Mr. ago. Big guy, you know? huh? So hey. we, have, we have a few people show up. Everybody yeah. comes out of their igloos and gets together you know the entire country yeah. which brings everybody together you get about 130,000 people and yeah. we're good right? <laughs> yeah the entire nation yeah 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 it's fantastic wow. is this your first new york comic-con or? uh we've been here a few years i think it's third year okay yeah well, yeah, right, yeah. Right. And how you finding it you getting a good presence yeah yeah definitely Building we got a little some, bit of a, oh yeah we yeah. got some fans coming back we you know whenever we get fans we give them service you know right right manual right. service with uh it's good service to offer <laughs> so who does what as far as the book so who's right who's drawing we are the writers and creators we kind of manage everything and then we have great artists um for manverse rock we've got this great artist named jared lamp okay and uh yeah he's been doing our art for years now and uh he's you know anytime we need some good art he's there for us so right yeah it's a good relationship yeah and he's got this kind of really unique style too that people like yeah the book looks very very cool man so indeed tell the people where they can find the book and they can find you guys on the social media yeah you can uh you can find manverse rock and declassified files and the JFK declassified files um, it's also just on our website manversrock.com uh, you can uh, I clue in for a second I was like whoa what you're like wait, wait whoa, 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 whoa. you guys are so set for this how many interviews have you done this weekend uh, I don't know like 10,000 no no we actually interview each other the whole con we don't actually sell books we're like what do you think about that well Oh, well, that's great. So just manversusrock.com? Manversusrock.com, and then uh, we, well, Comixology and oh, Amazon. Oh, Amazon and Comixology yeah. to Amazon. All and right. then Amazon, yeah. we have uh, our new book about Kim Jong-un running for president in the United States. It's called Unpresidential. <laughs> it turns out the president's mysteriously gone missing, Trump that is, and uh, they have to hold a special election, and there's only one candidate. American enough to win, Kim Jong-un. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, people might wonder, too. I mean, you know, say, well, he's not even American. Well, it turns out he is because we asked him. And his dad was George Washington and a bald eagle. And he was her love child. So. I love it. You guys are fantastic. Guys, if you enjoyed this at all, please go out and check out manversusrock.com. Unpresidential. Victor and Kevin. Kevin? <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, man. Right on. Right on. Checkity check, check, kids. Here we are on the floor in Artist Alley at New York Comic Con. Oh, you want to hold it? I can hold it. You want to hold it yourself? Right there, just like this.
Right yeah, here, just like just grip it softly. Don't don't hold softly, too tight. Gently, just hold don't it too squeeze. tight. That's All right. right. Careful good. it doesn't slide out of your hand and we'll be we'll be awesome. <laughs> Hi Julie. Hi. Julie Ahern. Yes. What yes, is Ahern? Where what kind of name is that? It's Irish. Is it Irish? It is Irish. So it's kind of a Hearn. Julia Hearn. Julia Hearn, yes. I wonder if it's one point it was Julia O'Hearn. No, 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 I'm a second generation. Oh, really? Yeah. Right on. So your your grandparents are straight from Ireland. Well, some, yeah, Ireland and Italy. Oh, there's a fiery mix. Yeah. That's the mix that made America. That is the mix that made America. <laughs> Don't you forget it, Canadian. Julie, yes. <laughs> We're all just Scots. That's, we don't know nothing else out there. Um, Julie, yes. you work for Greenbrier Games. I Yes, I co-founded Greenbrier Games. Oh, do tell. Um, well, so back in 2011, uh, Jeff made a little zombie apocalypse board game. And, um, well, he, he had the idea of one, and he asked a bunch of his friends to play it. And most of them were really nice because we're his friends. And said, oh, yeah, that's good. Who's this? Sorry. Jeff is the president of the company. Oh, okay. Jeff Gracia. Okay. And um, I know you don't ever see him. He's I'm the I'm the face. All right. Um, <laughs> really, like the like the A team. He's he's uh. He's Hannibal. Your he's face. Hannibal, yeah. I got gotcha. you. That's, that's how we do it. All right. Um, <laughs> Zach's Mr. T. Uh, <laughs> so, oh dear God. And we're all Murdoch. We've all got Murdoch in us. A little Murdoch in all right, y'all. But I digress. So anyway, uh, yeah. So Jeff started this uh, making a zombie board game, but it was um, it was really rough to start. And of all of his friends, I was the only one that gave him actual feedback. Right. And as hard as that was, it was appreciated because it actually let him help develop the game that I also then got on board. Were you in gaming already in some way? I was or? a school teacher, but I made really? I made educational board games. Okay. So I have a master's. My dissertation was how to incorporate play and gaming and theater into oh, cool. the learning, like so that people who are uh, who don't learn well by just sitting and reading, which is let's face it, the majority of kids. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, how they can learn by using, you know, be, being physically active. And specific, specifically board games was, was one of those things. So I ended up making many, many, many educational board games. Um, That's so, very cool. My sister's a teacher. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she loves it. She's always looking for new, exciting ways to engage the kids and get them interested. Board games yeah. is a great way to do it. The games we make are not really kid-friendly, though. So right? the Apocalypse was a zombie apocalypse right. board game, and that was our first game. So Zach, uh, Jeff, myself, uh, and Ricky, who was the artist at the time, all were all on board. Teresa helped out, Jeff's wife. Um, and over time, it's, you know, other people have come and gone, but it's still Jeff, Zach, and I who were the founders of the company who are, who are Greenbrier Games. And then we have also have Walter, who's awesome. Uh, and, uh, but it also means that that's uh, why when I happened to attend Fantasticon Toledo, Two, three years ago now. Okay. Uh, I met Dirk and uh, Mr. Dirk Mr. Manning. Mr. The Mr. Dirk Manning. Yeah. Um, actually, I met Dan first, Dan Doherty. Okay. Uh, and got and bought Touching Evil, and of course he's. I think he was trying to sell me on Beardo, thinking you know, because I do. I have that school teacher look. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So and I was not interested, and then I saw Touching Evil, and I said, Ooh, what's this? Yeah. How's that? Tell me more. Yeah. And so uh, I... I was the same way. Like, Beardo, I, I enjoyed Beardo, but Touching Evil was amazing. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. 
Uh, it's more my speed. I uh, indie horror comics are my go-to. Right. Um, I grew up. I mean, obviously, I grew up Spider-Man, Batman. Like I. Sure. But. But as I've gotten older, I've moved away from the superhero genre almost completely, and everything I like to read ten almost not even exclusively, but almost everything I I end up getting is horror. Right. Um, and I really like. Same guy, like a Dan's horror, Dan and Dirk. Uh, what they have in common in their horror genre is that it's not a, there's not the gross factor, or it's not the predominant. Right. Thing. It's not all about the gore at all. It's much more of a thriller, supernatural type right. horror. And Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with whatever. I I did. I wrote a lot of zombie uh, narrative. Okay. Yeah. I, I can write gross. I can. I. I I'm Does this like, bleed in? Did it bleed into your teaching at all? Like, was Halloween a super special time? Did you oh, get excited? Like, oh yeah, no, I did. For the class. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, but we. Oh, we did lots of stuff though. Um, I did things like turning um, the uh, so Ellis Island. We, I would get parents to come in and be like the. You had the kids actually had to pack if they could only bring one suitcase worth of stuff. Like, that was all they would get to bring from their home. They had to pack what they thought they would bring. Like, they were leaving forever. Okay. And then they would go through and get processed through Ellis Island. I had the par- parents volunteer. And I wow. told all the parents to, like, think of it as the DMV. Right. Like, disgruntled government employees. Do not be nice. Be cranky. Yeah. Inevitably, I would find a parent or an aunt or somebody who would come in and volunteer who uh, was English was a second language uh, so I would tell them please speak only Spanish to them and when they don't understand you get annoyed and speak it louder right <laughs> so that they really got that feeling that's, of what it would be like to go through Ellis exercise. Island yeah. right but it's that's that's uh, that's a LARP that's, that's live amazing. action role play yeah and then they would write about their feelings so like when I would do things like that uh, Oregon Trail which Everybody's played the video game. We all love the, like, the computer I've game. I've never even heard of it. No way. I'm not a big computer PC okay. game guy. Uh, yeah. In the United States, maybe it's a United States specific. Could be, like, yeah. It was like a educational, like, the running joke is you always die of dysentery. Okay. You can never actually make it to, to, to Oregon. Right. But we turned it into uh, a, a role-playing game, an RPG. So D&D, but with actual facts. Right. So you would have kids on, at recess after history class sitting there negotiating like well okay i have extra bags of beans can i borrow your ox to get over the rockies for the next round for like this many well you can't have both of them i can't get up all right what if i trade you my horse for one of your oxen and two cans of beans because you're low on food and this would be like recess time their own personal time but it really affected you know they had a great time but also you know we're big on testing yeah you when you psychologically live through it yeah like that yeah it's very easy to pass a test because now you've actually feel like you've experienced it oh sure and it sharpens you your focus you know you take it much more serious when it feels like a real life situation yeah right right. so that's so i did a lot of that and yeah and that's and that's still what we do so that's cool um, man that's really cool it is (laughs) i've never heard of something like that like putting Um, the kids through immigration like you're in new york fucking do it like Exactly. That's very cool. You're in Chicago, though, right? Uh, I live in Chicago now. I've kind of lived. I'm a, I'm a bit of a nomad. Okay. Um, so you spent some time out here? And, of course, I go all the... I grew up in Massachusetts. I've spent time Holy in shit. New York. I lived in D.C. Uh, my parents are in Florida now, so I go down there quite a bit. I've 
lived in Chicago. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm a carny. That's Whatever. Cool, I travel from town to town. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> so you meet Dirk through Dan at yeah. this show, and you get to know his books, I guess, and become a fan. Yes. What inspires making a Nightmare World game? Well, I think it, it, it was funny because, I mean, and you kind of did the same thing. I feel like everybody was like, well, she seems nice, but... What is she in the comic book world? And I wasn't anything yeah. in the comic book world. Right, right. But when you say, so so what do you do? And I say, I'm a publisher. That still is yeah, kind of a thing. What? People right. just assume books or right. whatever, right? So it ended up, you know, so, well, what do you do? So you publish comics? No, I publish board games. What is that? Um, so that I you remember a, those things you played with your grandparents at the cottage when you were a kid because right. you didn't have internet? I right. make those. Yes. <laughs> Only better. Yeah. And with cooler themes. Um, so yeah, I, you know we, and I, you know, I guess our our games are horror themed or right. thriller themed. So it was a. I mean, from the beginning, it kind of seemed like an inevitable conversation, at least. Uh, you know, Dirk will say I I begged him to make his game. Um, I I remember it being much more of a theoretical, like, hey, if you were to use my comics to make to make a, so a game, it was what would it look like? So it was his idea? Um, or did you come to him and say, I think we should no, make... No, I think we were sitting at, much much like most of our conversations, it was sitting at the bar after <laughs> hours and, you know, bullshitting. He had Shirley it was Temple a lot of in hand. Um, <laughs> and it was like one of those, like, what would it look like? And, but... I, I, I gamify everything. It's what yeah. I do. So somebody says, what well, does a game look it like? It looked like your comic. Right. right? Well, but, but what is his comic? His comics are the good guys don't ever win. Most of the time they end up dead. Right. They're not superheroes. Even if they have super, super abilities of some kind, they're not massive, overly powered. And they're trying to do what's right or what they think is right. But nobody appreciates them. You know, all the other... The, the 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 every the every man of each story kind of just wants them to pretend like everything's okay even though it's not right and the villains are massive you've got Cthulhu you've got oh yeah Lucifer Morningstar the villain of villains yeah. so, and then your their lieutenants are still way more powerful than like Mr. Ree right he's he gets knocked like the first time he goes up against William it's like a half a second and he's on his ass it's yeah. not a so it would have to have that feel. And so that's, I guess, when, when he says, well, what would a game look like if you made it? I already that's knew kinda, how it would, right. You have to have that feel. You have to right. have a feel where there would be tension. There yeah. has to be tension as a key if you're playing a hero that, that yeah. inevitably you're not going to have a great victory. It's not a superhero yeah. where you're well, going to get the bad guy. explaining it is it's more, rather than trying to win, you're trying to stop the bad guys from winning. If you're the hero, all you're trying to do is keep as many innocents alive as possible. Right. That's a cool idea, man. And, and it fits stop the, the right. so perfectly. Right. It's and, absolutely And you're not going to be able to. Right. You're not going to be able to when, save everyone. How do you everyone? decide, like... Okay, like, how do you start the game? Okay, you've got your, your story, you know, you've kind of got your characters and all yeah. that. That's kind of half done when you use an IP for it. But how do you decide there's going to be dice in this game? It's going to be a card game. It's going to, how does that kind of Right, work? well, so for me, it, it had to be a card game because I had to have art. Right. Dice are, are fun and, and, and 
like, tactically satisfying to roll. Yeah. But that's not what this this game was going to be about. This game was going to be about a comic, and I needed as much art from the original artists as I possibly could. Right, right. That was that was also a go like immediately. I was like, no, it's got to be a card game. It has to be, and it doesn't not necessarily like a deck of cards, but you know we have bigger panels like okay. four by sixes for locations. So right. instead of having a board. You can set up different locations each game to make it unique. Oh, cool! And they're all locations that are in the comics. So you have Dirk's Perk, you have Miskatonic Hospital, That's you awesome. have um, right. you have uh, Dumashine Enterprises Lobby, where the big massacre. Oh, spoilers! Um, <laughs> oh. Where stuff happens in That's the comic. Coming. Yeah. And I got, and I, ha- I, you know, Dirk and I talked about it. We wanted as many artists from the original series but to work on it as possible. So a it's lot cool of them did. It's cool that you went with multiples, too. It's like you didn't just pick one of them and be like, do the whole game. You gave ever, other people a chance. I, and we, I mean, we talked it out. We, tell, we talked back and forth about it. And I got a lot of like... It's been a lot of just straight up brainstorming goes yeah. into a game. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but also, I mean, his mission statements are so clear for that comic that a lot of the decisions were really not that hard in the end to me. Follow the rules of the world. Right. 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 Yeah. So the art art was important, so it had to be a card game. Uh, all, as much as he wants, you know, he was minis, minis, minis. I was like, is that what he wants? He just and wanted there is, it. there is his, one. Okay. It, so in our Kickstarter that we're doing right now, right. there's a collector's edition where you can get a Mr. Ree mini. Oh, just saying. That's amazing. He, one. <laughs> but for me, it really was. I I wanted to see art and I wanted to let those artists who did such great work on the original be able to like sure shine absolutely and a different and and for a new audience they were part of the heart of the comic absolutely like you know I mean Seth is so responsible for the look of Mr. E in a way that everybody you know sees now yeah, and that it's almost weird to see mystery not drawn by Seth, you know? It's, I don't know. I've seen I know it has even been, that going back course, tons. Yeah. And going back, there's something really fun about like for okay, so when um, so Kieran uh, is our three D designer artist who does all our miniatures. Super talented. And he was like, So what do you want mystery to look like? And I was like, Huh. And I made it was a weird little journey that I gave him. It wasn't just like a compilation of here's some art go with this I actually narrated out well this is who Mr. Ree is and this is sometimes how he looks like and he's drawn this way and then sometimes he'll take a punch and he looks this right, way right. but that's not particularly heroic even though that's more <laughs> his, like I gave a lot of thought into like who the characters were and how the, not just like how they would look but how they would play right, in right. the game so that they'd be true to the, the narrative a little of the more than just his coat is beige or whatever right. Right? now we're focusing on the heroes darker beige but what's funny is most players don't play heroes most players play the villains okay you're actually trying to win as a villain oh I see how do you decide who gets to be heroes and villains uh, I, I think you do you like the choose. short end of the straw gets oh, so the hero and everybody else gets, gets to be a villain. Okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's really hard to win as the hero. Um, we tell everybody the person with the most experience playing the game should pick it. But if you're new, uh, we pare it down so that there's some basic, like right. just focus on these things when you're starting as the hero. How often do you play the game while it's being made? I play every game. game that we are designing hundreds of times before yeah. you get to the final. So you'll play it and something, then you'll hit a wall and be like, this isn't working. Oh, yeah. You've got to that's, fix that's this, right. correct this. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's cool. And uh, I worked with Joshua Sprung is the designer. I was the developer. 
but it was a much more ha hand in hand because I had I already had a vision of what it was supposed to be. Right. Um, he did a lot of the mechanics, but his was like it was almost throwing spaghetti at the wall and me being like that one, no, not that one, yes, that one, no, that that That's one. That's cool. Though. And and it was. That's how I figured a game making process would go because. As much as you need like the the theme and the plot kind of of the story, you don't need like a, a plot plot like a detailed story. You need like this is where the point starts. These are the things you have to go through to get to this end point. Right. Right. So a lot of it was I need I need Thelma Lushkin, who's the CEO of Dumashine Enterprise, is and a serial killer. I need her wing condition to be something about a body count. Right. Right. It makes sense, yeah. Right. It's that easy. Like, yeah. uh, so I can give him that, and he can well, give I me mean, specifics. It's sounding like a part of the efficiency of this process was your familiarity with the, with oh, the yeah. property, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you intimately know. I have read. I think I might know yeah. the characters better than Dirk at this point, <laughs> to be honest. He, he, I don't even think he argues with me. I've read them so many times at this right, point, but right. I really wanted to do them service. You're probably telling him things he didn't remember writing. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how you had them do this art so that it's linked to this story over here? What? And he's like, yeah, yeah I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did do that. That's <laughs> awesome. So how long has it taken? Like, or will take? Like, the game's complete, right? I saw The game you is have, done. The game is the, done. Uh, uh, we're doing, you know, here, yeah. fine-tuning some of the rules. And how long, when did this process begin? Uh, well, we, it started with a conversation at, so Fantasticon, I met him, so... Two Fantasticons ago, the County Con right afterwards was wow. when we first talked about it. So it was like a two-year process. Right? Well, yeah, we, I mean, that was our, what would it look like? And then from there it was, are we actually going to do it? And then right. it was, let's sign a contract. Uh, I'd like to point out that because I at some point asserted that ice cream is fine, but I actually make creme brulee and I'm really good at it. Oh, you didn't start an ice cream debate with dirt, No, did no, you? no. I haven't. That could have killed everything. No, no, You'd no, have no, walked no. away from all of this on your, depending on your views of ice at, cream. Well, no, I'm allergic. I can't eat it. What? Yeah. Um, but I do. Or? No, as in full, on, full blown allergy. Like I'll get an allergic reaction. Wow. Um, no, but I did say that despite that, I actually make a really good creme brulee that has uh, been a running joke in our company about it. I think partly because I am right. lactose. Or, it's so weird. Allergy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he made it a requirement in the contract that I had to make him a creme brulee upon signing. Really? It's in and there? I did. That's brilliant. I did. That's we actually brilliant. filmed it. I was at C2E2. Well and uh, it was it was the creme and then we went off camera and then magically it was brulee while <laughs> we were at C2E2. Ding. <laughs> so that was not this year's C2E2, that was last year's. So from then till now. Okay. So a little cool. over a year. Yeah, yeah. That's plenty of time, so I'm sure the game is tight. Yeah, we had a lot, lot of time. Let's take a look here. Hey, Mr. David Ray has made an appearance here at the Jay Fosgett's table. We've just, we've just uh, hijacked his table for a little podcasting here, action. <laughs> and now he's hiding. And now he's hiding. He's running away. All right, let's check the Kickstarter. Mr. E, Surviving the Nightmare World by Greenbrier Games Incorporated. Right now, we're standing at 120 backers, looking for a goal of $25,000. We are sitting at $7,326. Uh, and that's 
what, uh, two days, four days? Three days. That's three days. So this is rolling along in the typical Dirk Manning Kickstarter fashion. Yes. Uh, which I'm very happy to see for you guys. Yes. Um, that's going to be key. Like, it's very helpful that you're going into this with a guy who's the Kickstarter king. Yeah. You know? Doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. He is a showman. Yeah, yeah. So he's very excited about this. He is. And uh, it's cool. So what, what kind of stuff we got going on here? Rewards and this and that. You mentioned the minifig edition. So that's actually already baked in. So you can get the base game or you can get the collector's edition. The collector's edition will have the miniature. It will have a standalone comic that will be unique. Right. Uh, Joshua Ross is doing the art for it. Um, I think Mariana is going to do the cover. Or no, he's doing that. Mariana's doing the cover for a sleeve that will go with that. So okay. it'll be sleeved. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All fancy yeah. and stuff. Um, and then some of our upgrades, we're going to alternate between the core, which everybody will get, and the collectors, which will be unique to the collector's level. So cool. the first couple are, are upgrades to the components. And then we had some plans for some. Um, Additional locations, so new art with uh, additional villains and heroes. Yeah. I would love to see those happen since one of them happens to be... Can I spoil... Should I... I don't know if I want to... Be I, careful. Don't spoilerific too much. So, um, all right. <laughs> so there was a thing that happened last night. So if you're one of the friends of Dirk Manning... Yeah, I am um, indeed. Th there was a video last night of, them, of Dirk right. and... and and Dan, Dan walking through Times Square right. singing Reunited. Right. Which alludes to something Ooh. that they their alter egos and uh, right. a karaoke uh, that, that some people may be familiar with. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. may potentially have a spot as villains. Oh yeah. As a stretch goal. Wow. That would be crazy. That's really abstract if you don't know them, but if you do know them, I think that would make perfect sense for a lot of the I think Manning most fans. people who listen to this show will be familiar with All what right, you're yeah. talking about, and if not, All you right. kids can find out. I like this one here. Uh, there's a $90 level starter comic bundle where you actually get the game as well as two graphic novels, Nightmare World Volume 1 and Tales of Mystery Volume 1. Yep, that's a good That's one. a fantastic deal there. 90 bucks for all that stuff? Yep. That's really, really good. So... Game Night with Dirk, you get to, what's this one? This level gets you a signed collector's edition, uh, and you get to play the game with Dirk himself, with a potential guest appearance by Julie, that would yes. be you, or Josh. Uh, ice Cream and Insanity are also included. That is a definite bonus. And the eight eight comics, the four volumes of Re, and the four oh, volumes of Oh, look at that. That's a crazy package. Yeah. So they, these are some fantastic rewards. Yeah. Uh, you guys have done this as usual in fine dirt fashion. Yeah. Things tried. are clean, uh, simple. And this is actually uh, one of his Kickstarters that I've seen with the fewer rewards. You well, know what I so, mean? Well, like, we're, the one, we're the ones running it. Oh, uh, they're really? Me, yeah. Oh. Greenbrier Games he, is running it. How did he feel about letting go of the reins or something like that? Well, it, it is our publication, so he kind of had to. Oh, is that how it works? Um, right? But uh, it is also why he's taken to calling me hashtag alpha female. Ah, this is new for Dirk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, uh, he sometimes has a hard time letting go. Yeah, but he's got to. Uh, but he has also been very good about... Uh, Showing his confidence in my abilities. Well, so yeah, which I appreciate he that. has been very vocal about. He's very, very proud of what you guys have put together. 
Uh, awesome. He's stated it on many occasions to me, yeah. and he's thrillingly excited about this game coming out. So listen, all you Dirk heads out there, <laughs> the Dirkalicious cults. Dirk I know, I know you're all out there listening. Uh, get on Kickstarter and check out uh, Surviving the Nightmare World, the tales of, uh, no. Uh, Mr. Re, Surviving the Nightmare World. It's so weird that they're combined now. Yeah. That you've combined the two, yep. you know. So this is just a whole bunch of dirk for you kids <laughs> to get all dirked about. Uh, Julie, where can they, uh, oh, I guess the Kickstarter. Like go to you Kickstarter. Just said. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, uh, we're Greenbrier Games. So if you want to follow us on Twitter or Facebook, all of that, it's Green. Briar, B-R-I-E-R, games. Check them out, kids. Check out all the other cool stuff that they have to offer. Julie, it is always an absolute pleasure getting to hang out with you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. With the typical raspy end of con voice, here I am. This is your revenge for the Fago incident all those years ago, isn't it? <laughs> this is hardly a fitting revenge for that incident. I'm still planning the revenge Whoa, for no, that no. incident. No! You should see the blueprints, right. my friend. It's like you got like an alpaca board in your office and stuff. And I got a whole this. special room. Right. You got like it all mapped yeah, out. Like where I'm going to be. and yarn. <laughs> connecting the dots. <laughs> you should see it, man. My kid oh. comes in there and he's like, what are you doing, Daddy? And I'm like, nothing. Revenge. This is my life's work. Yeah, Leave revenge. it alone. Uh, for all of you out there wondering about the Fago incident, uh, we were talking earlier. Yeah. And I believe I'm going to start re-releasing some of these older, wonderful episodes oh. as perhaps an elegant weapon classics. And you guys right. can all hear... Uh, the Fago incident happened live for yourselves. Yeah, the the, the Dirkest <laughs> timeline, or you know, yeah. the Dirkest hits, or something. Still, the most downloaded episode of an Elegant Weapon ever, and it continuously was... downloaded, which oh, is crazy to me. That, well, I can check it every week, and there's fresh downloads to that episode, man. That's testament to your strength as a podcaster, my friend. Either that, or your strength at cult starting and and cultivating. <laughs> People oh, really cultivating. like my Cultivating. Cults, cults, is that? This is why think? you're the man. Yeah? This is why is, you're the man. But that's do you think that's thing. the root? Like that actually, like cultivating? Oh, I just thought you were witty. No, um, I'm wondering if there's an actual, like the root word could, you know, maybe we'll they both are connected up. through the Roman root or Latin root. Yeah, we're going to have to look that up. I'm not sure. That's you're the writer. I, you know, <laughs> look, man, it is Sunday at New York Comic Con. I, I, I don't even know my own name at this point, hardly. So, uh. Okay, well, uh, let's give you something to talk about because yeah. I spent a wonderful half hour earlier uh, chatting with Miss Julia Hearn about uh, a certain board game yes. that is going to be released through Greenbrier Games. Yes. Uh, surviving the Nightmare World. Dirk, yes. are you excited? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Mystery Surviving the Nightmare World is a culmination of, gosh, almost probably two years of work at this point that Julie and Josh Sprung and Greenbrier Games have put into it. Uh, also, we recruited all uh, a bunch of the original Nightmare World Tales of Mystery Artists. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. amazing. It's uh, a beautiful, and I got to see it. She showed me the game, and it looks awesome. Yeah, the and that's even like great. a demo version. You know, some of the yeah. stuff's even better now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool, you know, and the fact that the game so... When you play the game, it's like you're in Nightmare World and Tales of Mystery. It feels right. like a horror game. Right. As you play the game, there's this build, especially if you're the hero, 
there's this building sense of dread and anxiety as the bad guys start to <laughs> run the board. <laughs> and if you're a villain, you have this like time sense of desperation to conquest, uh, yeah. for conquest and to meet your goals. Right, right. And they did so well. You know, the joke is when they first came in about the game, I said no, because I didn't think they would get the feel of a horror game. Oh, yeah. I feel the horror comic that it's based on. And the fact that they did, they did so well. And it's just. Yeah, they got remarkable. the key core feeling of the heart of the it's book. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty exciting. It's uh it, it's very apropos the way that you and your grassroots way of doing things, and you do lots of fun mm-hmm. things through your Kickstarters. We all know you're the king of Kickstarter. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, plenty of fun times. We've gone through days of people having to post their Dirk mugs with their Dirk coffee <laughs> and you know people want to be part of that they want to yeah, show man. that they're part yeah, of it and yeah, that's why yeah. that works so you've had these fun offshoots mm-hmm. and them on their own kind of deciding that this game would fit you I was a little surprised when I heard that this all wasn't you going I want to make a game and this no, all being, no, I was really no, surprised no. to hear this wasn't your brainchild because it seems like the something you would have done well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and again, I think that's a strength to how good the game is. The fact that it seems like such an organic extension of what I do. Right. You know, um, there's a lot of people that chase having games and having movies and television shows. And I think at one point or another, I've had discussions about almost all of those things at some point. But I also don't play chase. My passion is to make books. Right. You know, I know the Toronto crew gets that hustle. So, oh, yeah. You know, oh, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's my passion to make the books. And if someone wants, like a, a company like Greenbrier Games wants to come to me and make a game based on Tales of Mystery and Nightmare World, usually my first answer is no. And they have to convince me to say yes because I want my focus to be on making books. Right. And releasing content and taking care of my people. The fact that that Julie and Josh and Greenbrier, uh, Josh Sprung, who's the other the designer, uh, Julia Hearn, who's the developer, and, my, and then myself, I had a big hand in it as well, you know, the story aspects of it. The fact that they brought such a strong package to me to do, that I got so excited about doing it, I knew readers and stuff would feel the same way. Right. And also expose a lot of people that are in the game world to these books and to this series. Something that's becoming very popular right now. I mean, right. Deepwater and Sourcepoint, those mm-hmm. games are flying off the shelves. This is Absolutely. this tabletopping has already always been around for a few mm-hmm. years, but these new card games are really, really taking their yeah. place right now. I've noticed that. Yeah, and it's an extension. It's a natural extension, I think, of what we see on social media. With social media, I mean, a lot of people are becoming disconnected rather than reconnected right you know right so now tabletop games card games things like that social games where you can come in and uh play with each other right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's it coming back. back to the day yeah it's taking back the day when yeah. we connected you yeah. know and we talked and things yeah, like that yeah, so yeah. it's it's really cool i'm really excited about it. i'm very excited because julie is going to be coming up to toronto Yes. And one thing Toronto is heavy for is games. We have so many gaming cafes, mm-hmm. board game cafes, board mm-hmm. game bars, arcade bars. It's insane. So right, right, it, right, it's a, right. it's a very very good place for something like this to get out there, you know. Another great reason why Yes. Perhaps one day Dirk Manning will come Canada to is Canada. in my sights. But we do have a very exciting turn of events this year, kids. I don't know if everybody's heard, but Fan Expo has gone back to its original long-standing weekend of the weekend before 
Labor Day. You've never been able to attend and, due right. to Dragon Con. Right. Right. And that's going to be a big yeah. difference now. That's going to yeah. make things. Yeah, yeah. Canada's in my sights, man. I wanted to get up north. I know a lot of Canada your listeners. Canada knows you, man. Right. I know. Yeah. And now it's just, yeah. you know, with uh, some of the work I'm doing with Source Point as well is going to make that more possible. There you go. Right. Uh, yeah. Some other yeah. big announcements coming in the next well, month. A lot of your influence that has come into Canada at this point and you know I'll take a little credit for this because I've talked to so many people over the years is the Kickstarter thing anybody ever asks me any kind of advice on a Kickstarter I mention your name immediately people say what should I do about this I say Dirk Manning and they go what do you mean and I say you study the master what's a a Dirk Manning you know and I have lots of friends who've come back to me and said you know that really helped actually and I saw the way he did this or the way he did that and it gave them ideas to streamline or add or whatever yeah yeah because you've got that shit down man. well and you know and I mean right or wrong volume one we talked a lot about writing comics and networking with artists February 2020 right or wrong volume two is going to be about Kickstarter publishing publishers and that next step and i'm happy to continue to pay that forward so thank you, you know. i think that's gonna be big man i I'm, really I'm, do i'm pretty excited i really do i mean right or wrong has been helping artists for years now yeah. and when i've heard it i've heard it shows the way people express to you their gratitude for how much right or wrong helped them in whatever tiny or big way i mean that's gotta feel great man it's built its, it's legacy right it has but it's also been out a while so in a way I kind of want to time to update time to time to take it to the next level again right right i hate to say remind people who i am but the game has changed a lot and now that i have such a wealth of experience with publishers with publishing with kickstarter with social media right it's time to go to the next level absolutely so and really and really bring bring all those people that have read right or wrong and are making books and are now like what's the next step right Let's talk about the next step together. Perhaps this edition will include some sort of podcasting section. Uh, well, that, I think uh, that's a very safe that's bet. something that, you know, because a lot of these pods, I mean, you've been here with me since almost the beginning. Yep. You know, I was yep. only into this for a couple of years, and you yep. have been a, a wonderful proponent of podcasts. Mm-hmm. You're always there to talk, and you have always appreciated their value in getting the word out on you know, not necessarily a giant national type level, but it's the grassroots. I mean, we're the ones who know the creators, get to the right. creators, and spread that love. You well, know? And let's keep it real. People that listen to, the, uh, pardon me, people listen to the podcasts are the ones that want to discover new writers, mm-hmm. want to discover new artists, want to discover new books. And I've always said I would rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Right, right. I want to, I want to talk to those people, or talk with those people, or podcast with those people to an audience that's looking to find out the new new. Right. You know, and find out what's going on and have a chance to hear about that stuff. So podcasting is a big part of it. I tell people all the time, Newsarama, io9, they're not going to cover your stuff right at the jump, if right. ever. Right. But podcast will, and the people that listen are the ones that want to discover that new stuff. They don't want to hear, oh, another Marvel character's dying. No offense to Marvel, right. but that's the stuff that your Newsaramas and your CBRs and stuff job. covered. That's yeah. their job. That's their deal. Mainstream stuff. Yeah. This is the grassroots. This yeah. is the ground this level. This is that's... indie supporting indie. Right. That's what and this creators is, supporting right? creators. It's a symbiotic relationship yeah. that we all have. And, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. for the love of one love, right? Right. And you're yeah. creating content, we're creating content, and that becomes yeah. a symbiotic thing. And so. it helps lead to other content being created. So, uh, you know, it's... Unquestionably. Yeah, absolutely. Unquestionably. Uh, Dirk, let's leave them yes. with the fantastic piece of advice that you gave me. 
earlier this weekend, and I've heard it before, but right. tell the people what in life is better than perfect. Finished. Ladies and gentlemen, at New York Comic Con 2018. Dirk, you're always here to finish this wonderful time off with me. I love you, my friend. I love you, brother. Thank you, and thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Kids, that's all we are going to have this year for New York Comic Con 2018. Woo-woo! Take it easy.